Okay, Thursday afternoon, time for a weekly wellness check with our wellness expert. She's on Instagram at Go With Your Gut and on your radio right now. Here's Laura Sanctus who joins us on 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. All right, on the eve of the Tokyo Olympic Games, we thought we would talk this week about some of the wellness lessons that maybe we could all learn from our Olympians. I mean, obviously, they're elite athletes, but is there something that we could all look at and benefit from from uh, watching our great Olympians? Um, yeah, I think for sure when it comes to performance and training, um, one thing that a lot of people don't realize as well, even though these athletes train six to eight hours a day, is their eating habits. So they eat very clean. They eat um, about four to six meals a day, and it's the type of meals that they eat. And usually um, they're pre-planning their meals and they're cooking their meals ahead of time. So they're batch cooking their meals, which I think is something that in order to maintain our health, it's something that I think the average person can do as well. Um, and when we look at these athletes, I mean, they're eating a lot of carbs, but their carbohydrates come from vegetables and fruits and whole grains. So it's not coming from the chips the pastas and the pizza. So when we think about our carbohydrates and we think about athletes and the type of carbohydrates they're having, we think about, you know, what are the things that they're going to burn through and it's those fruits and those vegetables. How can we figure out how much carbohydrates we need, the the average person? Is there a formula or something? Because I've always wondered this, because you're absolutely right. I mean, the Olympians, they're in the gym nonstop. They need to fuel their bodies constantly. But uh, what about the the average everyday person? I think it really depends on your activity level um, and your age, your metabolism, if you are on any medications or not. Um, I like to tell people it really is dependent on the time of day that you're eating the carbs, the type of carb that you're having. So if it's a vegetable or a fruit, it's going to break down and process a lot differently than, uh, let's say, like a pizza or a pasta or a rice. Um, but really also is your activity level. And then... Um, what you do during the day, so for a lot of people, I find that if they're sitting in front of the desk uh, for 8 to 10 hours a day and they're having a lot of carbs, um, the white carbs, the processed carbs, they feel very sluggish and tired. So it's really dependent on the type of carb stores and the amount of activity you have during the day. Okay, and you mentioned a second ago they eat clean, and that's a phrase I think that uh, we hear every so often, but I'm not sure people know exactly what that means. What does it mean to kind of quote-unquote eat clean? Eat clean. That's a great question. So really having, um, again, lots of fruits and vegetables, lean sources of meat or fish. Um, and then when it comes to your fats, it's almost like having a Mediterranean diet. I think a lot of athletes follow that. So when we say eat clean, a lot of nutritionists and wellness experts say eating clean by like eating the vegetables, um, eating your fruits and kind of avoiding as much as you can, having a balance, of course. But avoiding having those processed foods every day, a lot of the refined sugars, the greens, the high salt, high fat, um, staying away from a lot of the um, the chips, the chocolate, and even the fast food. So you want to have, um, eat natural, eat the rainbow, and you want to have things that are, I would say, whole foods, foods that are most natural in their form. So the fruits, the veggies, and then um, the high fat, so the olive oils, the hemp seeds, things like that. Okay, let's talk a bit about rest, because as busy and as active as our Olympic athletes are, recovery is just as important, isn't it? Recovery is huge. Um, I mean, especially for endurance athletes, um, you can have a, hard, a high-carb diet as much as you want, but if you're not resting and repairing, that's when your body actually builds the muscle mass, and that's when you're going to get the most benefit. So that's when you're going to get the energy for the next day. That's when you're going to find, like, especially for athletes, that's when 
they will see a lot of their results. It's in that rest portion. And we talk about sleep a lot. And I think sleep is something that a lot of people overlook. People say like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But when you look at elite athletes, it's, they, they make sure that they get their eight hours of sleep. The sleep is it's key for them um, for rest and repair, but also just for brain cognition and to make sure that they're on and they're alert and they're, they're ready to go come race day. Okay, let's talk a bit more about uh, cognition, because I was also going to ask you about the mental side of things, because I think one of the big challenges facing our Olympic athletes and really athletes from around the world during these Tokyo Olympic Games, these are Olympic Games unlike any other we have ever seen, because, well, they've first of all been delayed for a year. Now there's these COVID protocols. They don't have their typical support group, their friends and their family around them that have been probably with them their entire Olympic journey. So just how tough is that going to be, do you think? And how can these athletes focus? Uh, Yeah, I think it's extremely tough, especially like you said, with all the protocols. Um, There's almost like this balancing act, um, even in any games where there's like a team, they can't really yell at each other or there's certain things where they're always wearing masks. So I think for them, it's really to just try to stay focused. Um, And then the game changer is really that how can they do this in in a safe environment? So um, when I've been reading different articles about this right now, I think a lot of athletes are, they're trying not to, to focus on the actual virus itself or that they could be potentially exposed to the coronavirus, but really just on the end result that they have to, you know, win the game when they have to, when um, with their team, I think it's just really trying to concentrate on the end goal. But it is, I think this is probably one of the hardest for most, most athletes, like you said, because they don't have the support that they usually had. Yeah. And for those uh, listening uh, right now, when you're looking to uh, focus, uh, would you say the best thing you can do is just focus on, and maybe this applies to the athletes and what you were just saying, Laura, as well, is focus on what you can control. Always, always. And we've been talking about this for the last probably year and a half. It's really focusing on what you can control, focusing on your food, focusing on your sleep, um, focusing on drinking and hydration, focusing on competing, um, minimizing interactions with others. I know that's something that, um, at least for the Olympics, that's what they've been doing, minimizing the physical contact with others and really focusing on your health and what you can control, focusing on those outcomes. All right. Good stuff, as always, from our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Laura, appreciate it, as always. Thanks, Jeff. All right. And you can find Laura again on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.